Look, have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul. Don't let my heart turn cold. Have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul. Don't let my heart turn cold. Have mercy on many men, many, 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 many men. Wish that for me, yeah. I don't cry no more. I don't look to the sky no more, cause I got it on me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to episode 300 of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And here at the Unpopular Podcast, you know what? Forget the intro, man. I appreciate y'all. Did you know the life expectancy of a podcast is three episodes? Like, if you do the stats and everything, a lot of epi- a lot of podcasts don't make it three episodes. Or make it past three episodes, and I'm on episode 300, man. I'm not, I'm not about to, you know, I'm not about to go in depth or whatever. I do appreciate everyone that's helped me on the on the journey. Uh, I do appreciate, you know, everyone that is here, everyone that's coming, everyone that's leaving. I appreciate every single one of you guys because whether it's one fan or whatever, or I'm not even gonna call them family. Whether it's one supporter or or many, I appreciate all of you guys. You know, it, it takes a lot to do this. So the fact that you guys are here, it means a lot. Episode 300. Let's get it. I have to start this episode with an, an acknowledgement that Luca is him. <laughs> I, Luca is, 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 boy. Everybody that's in the NBA is good. I've said this before. Everyone that that's in a professional league is good. Um, the, everyone that hell, you can the the worst person on a on an NBA bench, NBA floor, NBA bench will give the random person uh, fifty in any random gym. Like that's how good the NBA is. There's a difference between stars and superstars, you know? And Luca, even though he I think he's what, 23, 24, Luca is different. The other night, Luca had first player in NBA history to have 60, 20, and 10. 60, 20, and 10. Yeah, man, when we talk about the best players in the league, he's he's up there, man. I don't, I'm, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if he 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 could be the best player in the league. I don't know. I I know that you can make a case for a lot of people, but he's definitely up there. When we talk about MVP, I don't know if he'll win the MVP. I mean, it's it's a, it's a pretty tight race in my opinion between at least right now him, uh, Jason Tatum. Nikola Jokic, uh, Giannis. I would even throw Steph in there, even though he's hurt right now. But boy, the fact that Luka Doncic, when we talk about history books and we talk about you know accolades, Luka did something that the great Wilt Chamberlain never did. And a lot of people don't like to put. I'm one of those people. I don't like to put Wilt Chamberlain in in those. When we talk about stats, you know, usually Royal Chamberlain is like number one in something because it's like, all right, because his numbers are absurd. So to do something that Will Chamberlain never did is 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 insane, man. Luca, 
is different. Luca. Mm, mm, mm. Luca is different, man. Congrats. Shouts out to Luca. He is. The, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when we talk about one one thing that that that's been talked about, you know, when we talk about Luca and, and how sensational he's been this season and last season and, and the career that we think he's going to have. It's unfortunate, but it's real that people and things are always going to be tied to Luca that maybe shouldn't. Like, Markel Fultz is always going to be tied to Jason Tatum because of the trade that Philly did with, with, with Boston that ultimately saw Markel Fultz go to Philly and, and uh, Jason Tatum go to the Boston Celtics. Grant, uh, Greg Oden is always going to be attached to Kevin Durant. Greg Oden went number one. Kevin Durant went number two. Sam Bowie is always going to be attached to Michael Jordan. Sam Bowie went one. I think Michael Jordan went, or no, Sam Bowie went two. Michael Jordan went three. You know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 when we talk about Luka, Trey Young, who has had a, a, a decent season or decent year or decent career so far in Atlanta, is always going to be tied to. Luka Doncic, and could you imagine how the Atlanta Hawks would look if they had Luka instead of Trey Young, and then and vice versa? And Trey Young is not is is not a scrub in the slightest. Don't 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 hear me say that. But when you think about that trade, you know the the draft night trade, the Atlanta Hawks drafted Luka, and of course they traded Luka for Trey Young. It's. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. The fact that now that you look up and Luca is Luca's arguably the best player in the league. And while Trey Young is good, don't get me wrong, he's not, in my opinion, on the same level as Luca. So people are always going to attach both of them together, which which is crazy. Um But understandable. Understandable. Uh, but I, I just had to start the episode with a shout out, a shout out to Luca. And again, he, <laughs> Luca is one of the best players in the league, but, and it's, it's again, there's, there's like a, there's like a six, seven player pantheon where it's kind of like them and then a separation. Now there's great players, but it's, it's them like the Lucas or the Stephs, KDs, uh, Jokic, and you know Giannis, and then there's the other ones. And, and, and don't get me wrong, the other like, the, like the. Let me not do that. Let me not go down that road. Shouts out to Luka Doncic, man, for getting a sixty twenty and ten game, the only player in NBA history, also becoming you know the. Uh, the Mavs career high, his, his his career high, but the highest point total in a game in Mavs history, beating out Dirk Nowinski, who, by the way, got his statue unveiled. Washington, I'm going to talk about the Washington Commanders in a little bit, but Washington, take note. Take note, man. The Dirk Nowinski statue is exactly what it was supposed to be. Something iconic, something that Dirk Nowinski. If you're going to, if you're going to make a statue or 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 create a statue, build a statue about somebody, it has to mean something. Like like look at most of the statues in L.A. 
You got uh I think Co no, you got Shaq dunking the ball. You got Magic Johnson passing the ball because that's what they're known for. Michael Jordan has a statue in Chicago of him dunking. Ray Lewis has a statue in Baltimore of him doing the little Ray Lewis dance or the Ray Lewis yell. Statues need to mean something. And a statue is not a mannequin. <laughs> Washington commanders, take note. What dirt, you know, when you look at when we talk about statue, we see some of the great statues in the world. And the Dirt Nowinski one that was revealed is an incredible one. Him doing a fadeaway, a fadeaway jump shot, which is his, a one-legged fadeaway at that, which is his, his calling card, which is the shot that he made famous. Take notes, Washington. But shouts out to you, Luca, for being him. Let's move forward. You know the worst thing a team can do? The worst thing a team, NFL, NBA, any team, it's it's not get a, a pick, get a hiring, get movement. It, it, the worst thing, it's not getting them wrong. You know, you can you can botch a draft pick. You can botch a hiring, botch a coaching, botch a GM hiring. You can botch that. Nothing like it happens, you know. Sports happens. Everyone, you know what they say: people die every day. Be no, you sometimes you pick the wrong guy every day. Be like it happens. All these are choices. The worst thing that you can do is double down on your on your on your bad decision due to pride or due to you want to make face. Like no, Nathaniel Hackett. You kind of can tell from day one that the Nathaniel Hackett hiring wasn't a smart hiring. Of course, we thought day one that it was smart because, you know, Nathaniel Hackett was the offensive coordinator for Green Bay that, of course, and we know what Green Bay was with Aaron Rodgers and that offense. But there was always a question in saying how much – is Nathaniel Hackett actually calling these plays when you have Matt LaFleur calling a lot of the plays? So that was always questionable. And, of course, when you ask Aaron Rodgers about Nathaniel Hackett, he says he loves him, but he doesn't love Nathaniel Hackett as, like, a football player, but, like, a, he's a good guy. We go fishing and stuff like that. I've said multiple times I've said that some people are good coordinators and some people are good coaches. Some doesn't, and there's nothing wrong with that. You see, you can tell probably by the first game, you can tell Nathaniel Hackett isn't going, isn't the right pick, isn't the right choice. You can tell that. Clock management, poor, poor, poor play design. Um, to questionable play calling in certain situations. I mean, you knew when you took Russell Wilson was balling that game. No, he wasn't. He was balling that drive. Then you take Russell Wilson out the game to kick a 65-yard field goal to lose a game. And all you needed was like four, four yards to get a first down. You can tell from day one 
or game one. Let's say game game one that Nathaniel Hackett was not the guy. Very easy, you could tell. But you can also tell that the Denver Broncos kept doubling down. Oh, it's going to take time. Oh, it's going to take time. Oh, this. Oh, that. No, bro. Nathaniel Hackett was not and is not the answer. And, of course, they finally, because they, they, they finally fired, which is it's, <laughs> it's also funny when, when white coaches get fired and it's, they actually part ways. Like, in a, in a couple weeks, or, yeah, probably in a couple weeks, you're going to hear a report saying Cliff Kingsbury parted ways with the with the Arizona Cardinals or stepping away from the Arizona Cardinals. No, bro, you're getting fired. Nathaniel Hackett got fired. He didn't part ways. He got – they forced him to part ways, so he got fired. I don't ever hear nobody say black coaches part ways. They said Herm Edwards got fired. They didn't say they part, he parted ways with Arizona State. Just saying. Does this solve – does Nathaniel Hackett's firing – solve all of the Denver Broncos problems hell no I am I have been a a a Russell Wilson advocate <laughs> to say the least a lot of the problems that the 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 Denver Broncos the Denver Broncos have had this year is also on or needs to be at Russell Wilson's doorstep. Russell Wilson has been horrible this year. Like, there's not a... a, 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 a he had one good game, maybe. You see... There are... It's hard to overcome bad coaching. Because bad coaching is always going to rear its ugly head when it when it need when when the time comes for coaching to be important. But you can't. You have to do your best to rise above it. And I may have been wrong about Russell Wilson. I thought I was one of those people that thought that you can put Russell Wilson anywhere and they'll and they'll succeed. Hell, a lot of people thought that because a lot of people had Denver Broncos at least in Super Bowl contention because of Russell Wilson. I thought Russell Wilson was good enough to take his talents on any team and the team automatically get better. I saw what he was working with in Seattle as far as the offensive line, as far as the defense, as far as his running game constantly being hurt, as far as sometimes not having, you know, adequate wide receiver help outside of Tyler Lockett who's been who was consistent. I saw what he worked or what he was working with in Seattle and he was six well, he found success. So I thought he can take that and put it anywhere, especially a team, even though the offensive line wasn't that good, especially a team that has, you know, Cortland Sutton, that has Jaron Judy, that has uh, Williams as the running back, that had Melvin Gordon, that had the defense that they had. I thought this team was going to be incredible because you bring a talent like Russell Wilson over 
And to a team that are just kind of like the Colts, it's just a quarterback away, and they'll be good. No. I was wrong about, or at least Russell Wilson so far has proven me wrong. Well, yes, Nathaniel Hackett plays a huge part in why or in how bad the Denver Broncos have been. Russell Wilson plays. This defense is still, even though they did give up 51 points, this defense is still incredible. Patrick Sertan. Like, this defense is incredible. But the offense has been terrible. This entire year. And a lot of that is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson came into a situation and came into an organization having this I'm the man complex. And hey, I'm not the one that said this. Multiple this this is multiple reports that have said this. That Russell Wilson came in on this, you know, came in on the high horse, has his own office isolates himself from his teammates you can't do that on a new or you can't do that period especially when you're new to an organization the quarterback especially when the quarterback is making as much as russell wilson's making the quarterback is always going to be the last to go and the coach is always going to be the first but I will say this. The Denver Broncos has new owner has new ownership. Meaning they're not tied to any of these people because they didn't make any of the decisions. So while Nathaniel Hackett was first to go, if things don't turn around. Next year, I'm not saying this year is over with. If things don't turn around, trust and believe that ownership group will find a way to get Russell Wilson off that team. I know right now it's like a hundred and eleven or something like that million dollars in dead cap money. Put money. If Russell Wilson doesn't change or this team doesn't get better in next year, it's it's gone for Russell Wilson. And that's another thing. I keep hearing Sean Payton's name come up, which which I think Sean Payton would be a good option, but why would Sean Payton want to take the Denver Denver Broncos position or head coaching position? New ownership. So pretty much unproven ownership. You don't know what's going to be with the GM. And Russell Wilson has went from one of the best quarterbacks in the league to one of the worst, if not the worst starting quarterback in the league. Why would anybody want to take that position? I will say this, man. I think Russell Wilson can turn around, but it has to be like a coming. This season has to be a coming to Jesus moment season. Because you can't go from week 10 of last year. He, In my opinion, he was a league MVP. 
to now out a head coach, Denver, the Denver organization, or it seems like the fans have pretty much turned on Russell Wilson. They they've been did that, but I think Nathaniel Hackett should have been fired. I'm not glad anybody gets fired, but I think it was the right decision. Um, all I'll say is I if things don't turn around next year. I could put money. Russell Wilson won't be there. They'll they'll eat that dead cap. They'll eat that that dead that dead money. And that's and that's just real. These teams look. The question is, people are still questioning if Lamar Jackson is going to get paid by the Ravens. Lamar Jackson. You think? And Lamar Jackson, even though he's hurt these last, what, two weeks, he had a great, a really good season. You think the Denver Broncos care about Russell Wilson if he's not, if he's producing losses? Bro, there's a stat saying, like, if they would have scored 19 points, they would be, like, top three in the in the NFC. I mean, AFC, record-wise. I think it would be, like, what the Bills, the Chiefs, the Broncos. But they sit they find themselves currently at currently sitting at four and eleven. After Let's move forward. I do want to say congratulations and shout out to J.J. Watt. Um, He announced he will be retiring at the end of the year. Uh, There was a time where the way that we look at Aaron Donald is the same way that we looked at J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt was one of the most... In his prime, before the injuries and stuff happened, he was one of the most dominant defensive players we've ever seen. Especially his Houston Texan days. He was one of three times. Let me see something. Let me just read off some of his uh, accolades. J.J. Watt was real. Justin James Watt. I knew it was. J.J. Watt. Three-time Defensive Player of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year, five-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, two-time sacks leader, an NFL forced fumble co-leader, NFL 2010's All-Decade Team. J.J. Watt will go down as one of the greatest defensive players we've ever seen. You know, you have people like Lawrence Taylor, uh, Deion Sanders, Jay, you know, Ed Reed, 
Aaron Donald. D- J.J. Watt, I'm not saying that's the list. I'm just saying when we talk about great players, J.J. Watt is in that list. He's one of the greatest, greatest. De- First of all, he, J.J. Watt received the AP NFL Defensive Player of the Year three times in his first five seasons. I want to say congratulations to J.J. Watt. Unfortunately, it didn't end the way that it was, you know, that I guess he wanted to end uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. But J.J. Watt, again, had a historic career. And what's, what's, what's crazy is a lot of his greatness and and J.J. Watt could have been a lot better. It was just due to injury. J.J. Watt with all the accolades that he has and all the greatness that that we've seen he is an injury pl- he was and has been an injury prone player so even with all the injuries that he's dealt with he still has the award he still has the accolades that he has and he's still considered one of the greatest defensive players we've ever seen jj watt is different man and when <laughs> In in his prime, he he was he was on the Aaron Donald level as far as when we talk about Aaron Donald, all we talk about is he's arguably one of the greatest defensive players ever. J.J. Watt was that. It's unfortunate that he was a lot of his greatness was robbed due to injury, but what we saw, he is a for sure lock for the Hall of Fame for sure. He's so good in the Hall of Fame. He he could be the he would have there's a good possibility if they did gave players while they were playing, he would be like a clear cut, oh yeah, you're getting in the Hall of Fame and you're still playing. I want to say congratulations to JJ Watt. And uh I wish nothing but the best, man. Wish nothing but the best. Hell of a career. Hell of a career. Let's move forward. So let's let's break down some of these games for week 16. Uh going back to Thursday, of course, December 22nd cuz didn't talk about it. Uh the Jaguars beat the Jets 19 to 3. So the 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 argue, the conversation out of this is about Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson got benched yet again. <sighs> I think that you can, you can, two arguments can be, are true about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's still young. Zach Wilson has, he still has opportunity to change, an opportunity to grow. But on the second, on, on, on the other hand, Zach Wilson has been horrible. And Zach Wilson is the biggest thing holding back this Jets team. Now, yes, losing Brees Hall was huge. I said that when they lost him. I feel he was the the leading offensive rookie of the year until he got hurt. That was going to be huge. But 
Zach Wilson has been holding this team back to the point where you have Mike White as the start, as the like permanent starting quarterback. So I understand because there was an argument. I don't remember who it was for. I think it was basketball. But they were saying people are impatient. They don't like to see players grow. Or they don't allow players to grow. They don't allow players to to mature and, and, and go through hard. They want immediate success. The problem is, though, while I agree with that statement, the league is... A, any any sports league is about immediacy. A prime example, a prime example, is if you look at Golden State Warriors right now, and you have to, you have people wrestling with do they tri- because you know they are struggling mightily on the road. Do they trade a, a a Moses Moody, a James Wiseman, who was their what third overall pick? Do they or a second overall pick? Do they trade a Jonathan Kaminga? Who, if you just look at Jonathan Kaminga right now, he's not good. Not in, he's he's athletic, but he's not good. He he needs more time. But do does Golden State have that time when you still when you still when you have players like Curry or Clay Thompson or 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 Draymond Green, and their primes are coming, or the end of their primes are coming closer than it was in the beginning, or than the start of their primes. The league is about immediacy. Zach Wilson, I don't want to call him a bust, but even Ryan Clark said he is rivaling, his numbers rival that of Jamarcus Russell. Of Tim Tebow, people that we consider busts. Now again, Zach Wilson has time to grow, but how? Because I was thinking about that. Because they said he 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 could be a, a, a his days in in as the Jets or as a Jets head coach. I mean, no Jets quarterback. My apologies could be over. But it's like, where would he go? Where would he go to be a backup? Where because backups are usually vets that can, you know, take the starting quarterback under their wing. Or, but Zach Wilson hasn't shown the maturity to be able to do that. <sighs> Zach Wilson's not good. He could be. But right now he's not, and I don't know. I don't know. It it could. I'm not gonna say it's over with for Zach Wilson, but it's going to be a long time, in my opinion, for him to be named a starting quarterback somewhere again. And like they name him out of confidence, not like the starting quarterback got hurt and they need someone to come in. Like no. Which is crazy because of how I think because of how young he is, and the fact that he was in the same draft class I believe as Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence on Thursday. Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson look drastically different. Drastically, 
So, shout out to the Jaguars for beating the Jets 19 to 3. Oh, and it's crazy that the Jaguars are like number one in the in their division. It's crazy. Uh, Washington, no. The Ravens beat the Falcons 17 to 9. I think this is more because Tyler Huntley, the, the things that plagued the Ravens most of the season plagued them uh, on Saturday. It's just the fact of you played the the Falcons that are worse, and now are mathematically eliminated from the from the playoffs. I, every, the, the more and more I watch these Ravens, the more and more I understand why Lamar Jackson feels he needs to be paid and why he should be paid. This team is looks god off. I know, I know, seventeen to nine. This team looks god awful without him. Like, it just looks terrible. I saw a stat that they said Marlon Humphreys has not given up a touchdown this year. That could be true. I don't know if it is, but that could be true. But this is also the Ravens team that has had multiple double-digit leads. And because of their defense, the same side of the ball that Marlon Humphreys plays, they've lost, what, Four of them. So, something to think about. The Panthers beat the Lions 37 to 23. First and foremost, what the hell, Lions? <laughs> the Panthers are, 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 the Panthers are kind of like the Jaguars. They're surging at the right time. Um, I think the big test for the Panthers comes this week when they have to play against the Bucks. But it's, it, it's they're surging at the right time and the Panthers like the Jaguars and sort of like the Lions until that until Saturday you don't really want to play these teams because they're 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 playing their best football um the Panthers have a shot of making it to the playoffs at if they beat the Bucks it's pretty much over with which they they play on Sunday Sam Darner's playing well the defense even though I think JC Horn uh broke his wrist or something so I hope for a speed recovery, but they they just they I know it was thirty I know it was what fourteen point, but it, it was it was worse than that. It felt worse than that. So shouts out to the Panthers. The Bills beat the Bears thirty five to thirteen. Don't let the score fool you. The game was a lot closer than I think. The Bills the Bills this is yet another week where the Bills don't look the best. Now yes I understand it was like a huge. It was cold, <laughs> but the Bills. It, I know it's very hard to say a twelve and three team doesn't doesn't look good, but they have not looked good these last few weeks, and I hope that that turns around for the playoffs. So, but just out to the Bills. The Saints beat the Browns seventeen to ten. The Browns are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Um, I don't really have much to say about this game. <laughs> Uh, it is what it is. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Seahawks twenty-four to ten. Again, the Seahawks are starting to look like the Seahawks that we thought they were. Remember, they were like juggernauts, and now they're seven and eight. And and that's it's it's just the cream <laughs> the cream rise to the top. Oh yeah, and. The Seahawks are singing. 
That's just it. They look like a different, a different class of 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 team when they went against the Chiefs. So, shouts out to the Chiefs. Oh, and Pat, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP right now. Like plain and simple. So, shouts out to that. The Vikings beat the Giants twenty-seven to twenty-four. Did you know the Vikings have been like eleven? One score games and have won all of them. They're eleven and zero in one score games this year. That's incredible. Um, shouts out to Justin Jefferson for breaking Randy Moss's uh Randy Moss's uh pass uh receiving yards for the for the Vikings, and I think he also broke Chris Carter's catch like catching record for the Vikings as well. He's one of one, man. Je- Justin Jefferson is real. And this Vikings team is real. I don't their defense is still garbage. Their defense is terrible. But being 11 and 0 in one score games shows you that the resiliency that this offense has. Now, Kirk Cousins, especially if it's not 1 o'clock, Kirk Cousins can still give you those stinkers cuz they had they should have lost the game. They just didn't. I think their kicker hit a 62 yard or something like that. But the fact that they content their offense continues to get them in position and wins in one score games is, 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 you know, incredible and, and bodes well in the playoffs. So shouts out to the Vikings. The Bengals beat the Patriots 22 to 18. The biggest story of this game is Daniel Mac Jones is still, is still a dirty player. That's there. There's there's a video compilation of Mac Jones doing dirty play things. Like, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? Yeah, I think he he threw an interception and, and undercut Eli Apple when Eli Apple wasn't even the one with the ball. Mac Jones is trash. Um, but shouts out to the Bengals. Texans beat the Titans 19 to 14. You lost to a one-win team. Now I understand that, you know, Ryan Tannehill didn't play, but still. The Titans are reeling. I think the Titans have lost like five straight games. And now they're under 500. Boy, oh boy. The Titans, the Titans, the Titans. What was that? The AFC East. North, South, West. AFC what? North, North, AFC, no, South. AFC South, garbage. Terrible. The Commanders, the 49ers beat the Commanders 37-20. We're going to talk about this a little bit more in a second. Let's move forward. Uh, The Cowboys beat the Eagles 40-34. Now, Jalen Hurst didn't play. Gardner Minshew played. I hear a lot of people say, well, that's the same thing happened. Dak Prescott didn't play. Cooper Rush played the first game where the Eagles won. Um, The Cowboys is a good team. The Eagles are a good team. I think that both teams feel if they are completely healthy – that both teams should win. Which I guess is a good feeling to have, especially when you're talking about 
the top team in the NFC. Um, But the things that I don't like that Dak has been doing all year is he did this game multiple, multiple turnovers, you know, but it didn't, it didn't bite him. You know, Gardner Minshew has some turnovers. Uh, the run game was the run game. I think Gardner Minshew, didn't he? Th- no, Dak Prescott threw a pick six, I think. I think both both teams are good teams. And both teams, when fully healthy, has a good shot of beating each other. Or beating one another. And I think that's that's what you get from that game. So, uh, The Steelers beat the Raiders... 13 to 10. Yeah, I think it's kind of over with for, um, I understand, you know, rest in peace to Franco Harris. Uh, we all know, many people know him from the Immaculate Reception. He will go down as, you know, you can't talk about the greatest football players and not talk about Franco Harris. Or let me say this, he, you know, he has a solidified play that, will go down in history as one of the best plays in NFL history. He was a Steeler, like embodied the Steeler way, and he passed away. So rest in peace to to Franco Harris. And of course the Steelers were playing for him, but still like the 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 Raiders find a way. Now you have Josh Jacobs talking about I can't do this anymore and he's upset and and I think what Derek Carr threw like three interceptions. Derek, Carr, I think Derek Carr's days are done in in the after after this year. I think there's going to be big changes in the league, uh, and I think Derek Carr probably won't be a Raider anymore. I could be wrong, but it doesn't seem like he will be. So, but shouts out to the Steelers for getting a big win over the Raiders. So, The Packers beat the Dolphins 26 to 20. Tua threw three back to, three interceptions and three back-to-back possessions. So one possession interception, next possession interception, next possession interception. The Packers still have life and the Packers need to win out. I thought that the Dolphins going to be one of those games, especially being in Miami that they're going to lose, but the biggest story out of this game was Tua got another concussion, and he's in concussion protocol. Look, bro, I'm not – I get that you love football. I get that football is important, and I get that football has opened a lot of doors for the, the tongue of a lower family. But you have to think about your your life, bro. Having three concussions pretty much in the span of a year is wild. No, in the span of a football season is wild. I wouldn't play again this year at least if I was Tua. And the play that he the play that he got the concussion on wasn't even like a a hard hit. It was just the fact that his head bounced off the turf. If I'm Tua, I'm not playing again this year. I think that somebody has to be like, hey, yo, it's not that. I know, you know, we we have high aspirations of making it to the playoffs and, and making big moves in the playoffs, but 
your health is way more important than anything. If I was somebody in the, I know they're not going to do this because, of course, the organization doesn't even think about the organization. But if I'm somebody in the, the, the Miami organization, I'm like, yo, no, you shouldn't play again this year at all. Win, lose, or draw. If we make it to the Super Bowl, you shouldn't play. Your life is more important than this, man. And again, I understand it's hard because football is giving everything to some of these people. But nah. Three concussions in one football season is insane. But, you know. We just talked about it, but the Rams that that started that that Baker Mayfield started the quarterback. The Rams beat the Broncos 51 to 14. Your defense is good, but it can only maintain for so long before the before the dam breaks. And when you're Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson threw what two or three interceptions. Like, what can you do? Excuse me. What can you do? You know, it's crazy. Uh, the Buccaneers beat the Cardinals nineteen to sixteen. I hear people keep saying, oh, look at, you know, Tom, when when they need him the most, he rose up and look, and the Bronc, the Buccaneers played incredible the last drive. Look, bro, the Buccaneers, I feel, is one and done team in the playoffs. They are going to, like, the Broncos, I mean, the Buccaneers are not good. Did you watch that whole game? The fact that Trace McSorley, wasn't he the co- the quarterback from Michigan? Wasn't he the quarterback from Michigan? Hold on. I'm almost sure Trace McSorley was the quarterback for Michigan. And if I'm correct, oh, I'm definitely wrong. <laughs> Trace McSorley was the quarterback for Penn State. Richard Thomas Trace McSorley the third. Almost beat Tom Brady. And really, if it wasn't for some tough plays, they would have beat them in reg- in regulation. Buda Baker got hurt. Like, Buccaneers are not good, bro. Yeah. And the last game of the week, of the, week the Chargers beat the Colts 20-3. to yeah, man. Uh, the Colts suck. <laughs> like the Colts are terrible. The, this is also the same Colts that gave up the biggest lead or blew the biggest lead in NFL history, thirty-three to zero. There is a. I understand that Jonathan Taylor's out, and there's a lot of injured players, but you know. I don't see there's no way Jeff Saturday is the coach next year. I I just see a lot of you know, Jim Ursay is a very impulsive owner. I just see a, a a failed swoop of changes. I'd be surprised, even though he's he's still one of the best, I'd be surprised if Quentin Nelson's there next year. And Quentin Nelson is arguably the best offensive lineman in the league. It's just that's how bad this Colts team is. 
This is another team. Just like the Broncos was a quarterback away. Let me see something real quick. Let me look at the Colts quarterback. Quarterback. Def, you know, quarterback position the past few years. Um, Because I know they had. Uh, I know they had. Of course, Philip Rivers. <laughs> I know they had Philip Rivers. I know they had Carson Wentz. Here we go. Um, since two thousand and since Andrew Luck left, is Andrew Luck left in two thousand and eighteen? They've had Jacoby Myers or Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer, Philip Rivers. Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, and Nick Foles. Mm. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what's funny? I also did this. I'll do it in a second. Oh, and shouts out to um shouts out to to Justin Herbert. Willing this team to the playoffs. I thought, you know, with all the injuries that they sustained, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs this year. But they did. And a lot of that is because of the play of Justin Herbert. Now, yeah, the 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 the, the criticism about Justin Herbert is his consistency. But when he's on fire, he's on fire. You know, when you when you have your top two wide receivers, Mike Williams and uh, Keenan Allen playing, he, he he looks really good. Austin Eckler at the running back position, he looks good. Now, yes, the offensive line definitely needs work, especially with Rashad Slater out for the year, and of course the defense. I don't know how they're going to fare in the playoffs, but it's good to see Justin Herbert in the playoffs. So there's that, man. Oh, congratulations to the Chargers. That's been week 16, man. And let's 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 bef- lastly before we go, let's let's talk about this. Um so I I was hes- I I held off talking about um talking about the Washington the Washington 49ers game because so the Washington they lost 37 to 20 and Taylor Heineke got benched Taylor Heineke got benched for um Kurt or no Carson Wentz and it's been announced that Carson Wentz will be the starting quarterback moving forward or for next next week against the Browns or this week against the Browns. I've said this before and I'll I'll, I'll reiterate as a talent Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke as as God-given quarterbacking ability Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke. However it seems like the locker room wants to play for Taylor Heineke more than they want to play for Carson Wentz. 
It just looks differently. Um, but I also, it's kind of like why people, when you, when you hear people say they should bench Russell Wilson, oh, you heard Dan Orlowski said they should bench Russell Wilson. Then you hear a lot of people say, or you hear Ryan Clark immediately say they're not going to, they can't do that because of how much they're paying him. They, tra- they traded for Carson Wentz and front of the bill from Indianapolis. So you, he's a very expensive person to just leave on the bench. Now, then another argument that I actually agree with is when you when 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 we go back to Russell Wilson and said, how do you know that his backup isn't that good, or how do you know that the Broncos' backup is not isn't isn't as good as Russell Wilson is right now? And I said it's very simple. While, yes, Russell Wilson is making as much as they're making, the Denver Broncos, as a as a team, like a roster, is a playoff championship caliber team. And if you had, even though he's making a lot of money, if you had anybody that played the same or that played as good as or played better than Russell Wilson, they would play them because this is a championship team. And that's how you know that his backup ain't that good. Uh, the problem with Washington is, in my opinion, Taylor Heineke is looking eye to eye with Carson Wentz. I think that's more of a, a of a indictment on Carson Wentz than it is a, a compliment of Taylor Heineke. Kind of like Zach Wilson, I think Carson Wentz is playing for his career this year or playing for his career these next two games. It didn't work and it didn't work or the end of his Philly run was terrible. It clearly didn't work in in Indianapolis. And if it doesn't work on his third team, a team that needs him, by the way. Then then what who who else is going to take a flyer on Carson Wentz? The difference between Zach Wilson and Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz, this is his third stop. And it seems like everywhere he's gone has ended or looked eerily similar. Zach Wilson has only been in one place, and that's the Jets. And he's younger. But this shines, this Carson Wentz situation shines a brighter light. Or... Yes, shines a brighter light on Washington's quarterback situation. We just talked about the the Colts situation. Listen to this. Since 2017, well, since since 2017, which was Kirk Cousins last year. Let me first Kirk Cousins is not the best quarterback at all. But if you're going to give up on a Kurt Cousins, you have to have a a altern a successful alternative. Because again, I'm not saying Kurt Cousins is great, but you're seeing what he's doing with the Vikings right now. And while again, there's a difference between 1 p.m. Kurt Cousins and 4 p.m. Kurt Cousins, but 
that Kirk Cousins is still reliable to a certain extent. But since 2017, Washington has had Alex Smith, Josh, Josh Johnson, Colt McCoy, Mark Sanchez, Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Gilbert, no, Garrett Gilbert, and now Carson Wentz. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's 11 quarterbacks since 2017. 12 if you want to include Kirk Cousins. So, no, let's not include Kirk Since Kirk Cousins, Washington's had 11 quarterbacks start for them. Um, Washington has been a poverty, poverty franchise for a while now. In fact, what was the last really good Washington season? Was it RG3? Yeah, it was probably RG3. In 2000, what, 13? Six, maybe 16. With Kirk Cousins. Might have been, might have been it. So I'll I'll leave it with this. Um when you when you move Washington just like Indianapolis did and just like the Colt or just like Philly did at the end of the run, Washington finds themselves in a very peculiar situation. Taylor Heineke's not they you they put up the stats, right? And Taylor Heineke has good stats. The problem and the thing that the stats don't um <laughs> the thing that the stats don't really show is Taylor Heineke fumbles the ball a lot and throws a lot of very poor interceptions. Just like Carson Wentz. So Washington finds himself in a very peculiar situation. You have two options. Both of them aren't the best. But you have two options. You either A, stick with Taylor Heineke. And, and with that option, you feel like the locker room... The, the the players want to play more. It seems like the players want to play more for Taylor Heineke than, you know, even though he's not the best quarterback. So if you play Taylor Heineke, you risk maybe not putting the best quarterback out there, but you have the locker room. Uh, and Washington is in prime position to win or to at least make the playoffs. So what do you do with that? On the other option, you play Carson Wentz, who is the better-ish quarterback, but you lose well, you lose some of the vigor in the locker room because a lot of players, it seems like a lot of players don't, and actually reports have come out, a lot of players aren't too fond to play with Carson Wentz. Both options, in my opinion, don't really offer much. And honestly, 
again, Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Taylor Heineke, but ain't it hasn't produced much. There's a reason why Carson Wentz was kind of bent. Well, he he got hurt, but when he was healthy, they were like, ah, no, you're going to stay on the bench, bro. Again, I don't I don't know, man. Washington Washington got some decisions to make. Mm, mm, mm. The worst part about it is like Washington, because I'm, uh, you know, I lived or I'm from the Maryland area, DMV area. And every year's, oh, hell, shouts out to Jarrell and Bobby, when the host of A Thousand Jumpers podcast. When they came on here, there was optimism in saying that, you know, this could be Washington's year as far as, you know, making it to the playoffs and winning the division. <laughs> Seems like that's that's every year. So at least that's that's the conversation every year. So I I'll say Washington fans are probably as delusional as Cowboys fans. The difference is Cowboys there's more Cowboys fans and they're louder. And while I don't think Washington fans think that um these teams are good enough to win the playoffs or anything. But if you ask any Washington fan before the season starts, usually it's, oh, if we could win the division. If you ask any Cowboys fan, it doesn't matter who's the coach. It doesn't matter who is the quarterback. They always think that they're Super Bowl bound. I don't know. I don't know. But there you have it, man. That has been episode 300 of the Unpopular Podcast. Again, man, I appreciate you guys. I really, truly do. Um. I couldn't do this without you guys. Uh, I started the episode with this, and I'm going to end it with it. This is not easy. And I think anybody that goes into podcasting, anybody that even wants to podcast, they understand this is not easy, especially when you're a one-man band. Um, So I appreciate the support. I really, truly do. There's no way... I could have made this to 300 if it wasn't for, you know, at least one person to say, hey, what you doing is all right, you know. Um, for all the people that's questioning if you want a podcast, do it. It's it's a lot of work. It's not just talking to a mic unless you have like a big team, but big team costs money and money I don't got. But yeah, if you want to do it, do it. Um. For the people that sees their followers count or subscribers count slow down or stop, that doesn't mean your content's bad. It just means maybe they haven't seen it yet. You know, when you do this, when you make anything, content, when you make anything, um... You have to do it for yourself more than anything, because if you don't, if you do it, if you don't do it for yourself, then why yourself won't even follow you? So why would you expect anyone to do that? You have to go in, go into it um, 
with the mindset of I'm doing this for an audience of one, which is myself. That means anybody that comes along is 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 a is a reward or it's it's cool. But you're not doing it for them. I don't do this for subscribers. I don't do this for fans. I do this because I enjoy it. And while, yes, I would like more subscribers, I would like more people to support. At the end of the day, I'm doing this for myself. Because I enjoy it. And there's no way I could. I'd be complaining. (laughs) I'd be complaining like hell, bruh. Every podcast day, I'm like, yo, I don't feel like doing this, bro. I don't feel like going to research topics and going to figure out what the album or what the uh, episode cover is going to be or editing the episode or editing every episode or 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 putting it out. I, I don't be feeling like doing it, man. What I feel like doing and what I enjoy doing the most is once these cameras come, once this camera cuts on, once these lights come on, once this computer opens up, once that screen comes on, I'm ready to talk. And that is what I love the most. Don't get to get to 300 episodes, bro. To get to two episodes, you got to love it. Cause this this ain't for the faint of heart, bro. This is not. It's a lot harder than you think. So I say all that to say. I appreciate everyone. I really do. I really truly do. For my people, look at it and say, Jay, you only got what three hundred and seventy YouTube subscribers. That's three hundred and seventy people that care about what I gotta talk about. And for them, I appreciate it because I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me. If you want to start a podcast, do it for you. If you want to do anything, vlog, post something on Instagram, post something on social media. Always understand. Be be a content creator. Always understand who your audience is and your audience should always be you. What do you want to see? Be the person be the content creator that you want to see, and people will follow. If it's not authentic, people know that. Like you think, mm, I was about to say something crazy. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you want a popular podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, joggers, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Get your unpopular podcast merch today. It definitely means a lot to me. And again, I appreciate y'all. This is the episode 300. <laughs> I don't know. I was about to say 300 more. I don't know. I'm going to keep going until God tells me to stop or until God opens or God gives me puts me in another path um so i thank y'all much love i i gave him all